This is Shift Run Stop. It's um, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. We've got various stuff coming. We've got Russell Davis. So you did a book called Eggs, Bacon, Chips and Beans. One egg. Egg, egg bacon, bacon, chips, chips and, beans. and beans. Sorry. Please. Oh dear. Please. I feel it's so important. humiliated. Yeah. Um, and it's about, um, it's reviewing, well, sort of not reviewing even, but just kind of writing in an entertaining way about various cafes that you enjoy. In yes, London. yes, it's an excuse to write about nothing. I should have bought my copy. Yeah, I should have bought my copy and you, oh, could, have, no. you could have signed it. That's two of them. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> two of how many? I want to track them all down. <laughs> well, they printed 20,000. Nice. Um, okay. And according to the last statement I had, they'd sold about six. Six? Yeah, I mean thousands. <laughs> not six. Um, and uh, no one knows where the rest are. Like, if you try and order it on Amazon, they, kind of, really? they can't find them. Well, they should have a reprint um, then. They should so, do another run. Well, no, so they're... Because they're, uh, apparently they have to ask you before they pulp them. Right. So there must be 14,000 of them Who's somewhere. Who's publisher? Harper Collins. Oh, OK, so it's a yeah. pretty official... A, a good publisher. Yeah, yeah. Deal. yeah. yeah well, that's yeah. like the I've heard of them. or something. Yeah. Just, you never hear them again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so no, they've gone somewhere. Do you think you'll do another sort of cafe-based or, or other, other food? I don't know. I met, um, I met the guy, uh, Andy Miller, who wrote a book called Tilting at Windmills. It's about um, mini okay. golf. Um, and he was, he, he was uh, to digress, he um, wanted to write about sport because he'd been no good at sport at school and he wanted to understand the satisfactions of sport uh, and realised the only one he could get good at would be mini golf. So it was a long saga about how... Playing mini golf doesn't get very good, but still manages to represent England um, because he's the only he's like the fourth person willing to pay to go to the championship to play. There's no sponsorship for that no, particular. No, uh, and in Scandinavia and Germany, it's taken immensely seriously. And it's wow. a sort of semi-professional mini golf circuit. Um, but anyway, I bumped into him and after, we were chatting away, and for about 15 minutes, after about 15 minutes, he said, "Do you get fed up talking about cafes?" And uh, I said, "Yes." Oh. Do you get fed up talking about mini golf? And he said, "Yes." <laughs> and it's kind of there's like I think that's one of the things about writing a book. Mm. It's that's enough interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, that's about as much interest as I've got is a yeah. book's worth. Now you've got it out of your system. It's yeah. You've got to move on. Yeah. 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 I mean, not. I mean, I still like cafes, but. Yeah. I've described egg, bacon, chips and beans in 50 different ways. Yeah. It's kind of, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, we won't ask you anything else. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just throw away that list of egg, bacon, (laughs) chips and beans questions that we had pre-prepared. What's what's your favourite egg? What's your favourite sort of bacon? And sadly, that is all I've got. (laughs) You know, that's all. There's nothing else. I wrote a book about cafes, that's it, I'll go. Oh, you've done loads, (laughs) Russell. You you, um, you organised one of the best conferences in London and you've done it three years in a row now. That's nice. Yes. I reckon. You. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's very thank good. you. What, it's only good because people like you two talk at it. We uh, well, we're, yeah, we're, we're pr- proud to be part of it. For, frankly, thank you yeah. for bringing us together. <laughs> yeah. we, very, we met because of very you. Godfather. There's been quite a few of that actually. Yeah. If that that's not grammatical, but um, <laughs> those you know conjunctions of people, mm. people yeah. have ended up doing mm. things together, which is good. Yeah, it's it's a kind of scene, isn't it? People talk about the kind of Conway Hall sort of conference, and it's because of the first interesting, like Playful is. A bit like interesting, yeah. but for games. Yeah. And the story and will be, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> on the cheap, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it costs cheap the organizer more money than they make from it. <laughs> yeah, but they've got a nice atmosphere. There's something about Conway. We were talking about this with Rob Brook when when he was on here a couple of weeks ago. Yes, there's something about Conway Hall and the kind of 
there's there's niceness seeped into the woodwork. It's a, a really special place, isn't it? Well, I think I I mean a lot of interesting was just I accidentally made lots of quite good decisions, which <laughs> could have gone either way because I didn't, they weren't really very purposeful. But um, I went when we went to look for places to do it. They were having like the St Martin's students were taking their graduation pictures there, and they decided to do it up like a fifties prom thing. Oh yeah. So they had bunting up. <laughs> And I thought bunting looks really good, that looks nice. so we'll have bunting. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, at least ninety percent of the success of it is because of the bunting. <laughs> it just kind of everyone goes, "Oh look, bunting! This will be nice." It sets the and scene, doesn't it? Of, yeah. yeah, that and the lack of Wi-Fi. Yeah, basically. And what were the other choices you made in in preparing for the first interesting? I guess the ticket price. It's mostly because I wanted to meet Chris Heathcote. Right. To be honest, <laughs> you could have emailed almost, him. almost entirely, <laughs> um, because. Uh, I'd read his blog, I thought he was interesting, and actually if you only know him from his blog, he's deeply intimidating, because he's very clever. He's very clever. And, uh, What's his blog called? Anti-Mega. Okay. And I knew, I imagined he talked about, I knew he talked at conferences a lot about phones and stuff, which he knows about, um, but I also knew from his blog he was interested in food and molecular gastronomy and that kind of thing, so mm. I thought if I ask him to talk about that, mm. that'd be interesting. Mm. So that sort of a lot of it was just, and and I always think blogging is like um, sort of networking for shy people. Yeah. And the interesting was sort of an extension of that. It mm. gave me an excuse to talk to lots of people that I quite wanted to talk mm. to, but I would never email them just to go, oh, I think you're nice, let's hang out. Mm. Um, I had to do, would you like to talk at my conference? Yeah. So it was mostly there so I could meet people. That's what we do on this podcast, really, isn't it? We exactly just kind of go. Do, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 We, ex- we, we exploit our friends, but like also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we use it as a vehicle for meeting people. Mm. Yeah, I think that's good because it demonstrates a bit of effort. Mm. It's kind of, mm. I hate that thing of, hello, we should meet. Mm. Almost all the decisions were sort of self, were, were um, sort of, like the reason it was cheap was so no one could complain. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't want to make money. I'd quite like to have made it expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but if it had been 200 quid and it hadn't been very good, mm. people would have given me a hard time. Right. Whereas if it's 20 quid, it's not very good. I'd say, it was only 20 quid. What do you want? And you did say that at the beginning of the yeah. conference. That's and how you introduced yeah. it. So setting a low bar, I think, is important, yeah. you know, to, to, get, to succeed. Yeah. Everyone was aimed, on your side from the beginning. Very low, and clearing yeah. up the chairs afterwards as well. You know, you don't yes. get that at yes. TED. People no, don't well, pick up their chair. And, if you pay more than 20 quid, you're not going to put your chair away, are you? That's but, right. But for 20 quid, you're prepared yeah. to do that. We have with us today Karen Slavik, uh, who's a, a colleague of mine, but you're, you have a blog, an exciting side project. Yes, it's a brand new blog. Tell us about it. What's it called? Uh, it's called Sleep Talking Man, and that's talking with no G. To go with your American exactly. attitude to life. Exactly. The, the kind of um, one-sentence summary is it's a blog of the sleep ramblings of your husband yes and the crazy things and in fact the very sweary things that he says in his sleep yes and i should mention that in real life in waking life he's actually like quite a mild-mannered guy (laughs) it's not that he doesn't swear at all or anything but he's he's like yeah he's a pretty kind sweet mild-mannered guy but in his sleep it's like he's just this other human in fact i was just um last night talking to my father on the phone and you know like my father's not very internet savvy so with us it's still that i sort of recite everything for him and as usual he said like I just can't believe that Adam I know says these things <laughs> <laughs> just not like him yeah it's just I don't know where they come from so you need to give us some examples because this is this is very tantalizing for people who haven't read it yet okay so um the good thing about this is that um 
I have to say they're actually funnier when you get to hear the, the cadence. You can only capture so much in, in writing. So it's good that I'm going to get the opportunity to really say them in, in exactly the way that they were said. I'm not going to do the accent. Is he a Brit? He is a Brit. So the accent. No. <laughs> I'm not going to torture you all. Sorry. I'm not going to torture you all with the accent. Because the beauty of it, well, the beauty is the cadence. Just just don't do your accent. And then <laughs> surely you'll default to the British accent. I don't have an accent. <laughs> Cool. There's actually two sort of classes of things. The one that's less common and, and generally a little bit less entertaining is the way he sometimes wakes up. Mm. So he'll be dead asleep, and it might be that I reach over and like I'm petting his shoulder or something, and he'll suddenly wake up and he'll go, Tiger! <laughs> or Spider! Or recently, Get the Python! I used to play Elite a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and in my head, I was 12. But looking back at when I was released, I must have been 19. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, of... you were at uni playing Elite? Yeah. Or it was obviously right. in the holidays or something. Because I remember being upstairs in our house, playing it in off the tape drive, and, and having to try and find stuff my mum hadn't taped over. Nice. Because she used to practice her singing in the tape, same tape recorder that I stored Elite on. <laughs> right. You know, so you'd be That's going... Risk. It'd take an hour to load something up, and then suddenly my mum would burst out. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> just ruined it. But in my head, I was 12. But looking back, I must have been mm. a lot nice. older than that. I was thinking, you sad. I've got kid. Lego memories that stretch way into my teens. Yeah. I rediscovered Lego. Lego. I just discovered this. You, you, you didn't know, did you? Earlier. No. Yeah, I Lego use gig. you quite often when people say, what makes in, like, what's a good, interesting tool? Oh, yeah. Um, Keep you it know, short. Not interesting, <laughs> exact, but talk from interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because your three minutes about Lego was the perfect example. Have you seen? No, uh, I haven't. It's online, I only just isn't it? It is on the internet. The, the because it starts off very pleasantly and mm. you know informatively yeah. with some in- history of Lego and this was the first Lego and this is what they were like and blah blah blah. And some nice slides, and then about a minute in, there's a slide of Rue's Lego collection, <laughs> <laughs> which is enormous. I mean, fill, would fill this room, right. kind of thing. And everyone suddenly, you can feel the whole the whole room go, oh, right. <laughs> and it switches from interesting, you know, history of Lego to psychodrama <laughs> about what must this man be like to live with and what's it like in their house. And, yeah. you know, and just becomes really interesting because it's personal and yeah. weird, yeah. you know, yeah, in a it. nice way. But, yeah. And it's that personal sherry stuff that mm. makes interesting interesting. This one was unusual because it seemed to be a, a sort of a whole long series. Usually they're kind of one line at a time that mm-hmm. don't relate to each other. So this was like a pretty special, this was a pretty special night. Adam said, Is it me or has the ground gone to jelly? Fun. I can bounce. Bounce. Fun. And then after a little while he said, So this is what it feels like to be a gummy bear. <laughs> I can't walk though. I have to rock. <laughs> I think I'll call myself Bernard. Not Bernard, Bernard. And I'll be a golden gummy bear. And then a couple minutes later, and I can only assume this relates as well, he said, Stupid fucking fizzy fish. Never like them. Have some of that, you sugar coated cunts. <laughs> Awesome. Does he, I mean, your, your, your um, diction's very good. You're, you're pronouncing it very clearly. Is that sort of in recognition of how clearly he's talking? Yeah, in his he speaks really clearly. That's very funny. I mean, I guess it's 
you know, sometimes more or less. But mm. yeah, I mean, I'm never really struggling to figure out what he's saying. <laughs> It's not sort of mumbling in your sleep. Because no. when I think of people sleep talking, they can yes. barely talk. And this, no, this sounds he really, like really, really clear. He really, really talks. He, he wants you to hear this. <laughs> and the thing is, like, sometimes in writing, you just can't capture it. Like, uh, like one day he said, well, first he said, don't take this the wrong way, but you're a fucking retard. <laughs> really. But then a couple minutes later, he said, time to bounce your face off the wall. Oh, that's... That's so, scary, you, yeah. You just, you just can't really worried. capture that in <laughs> I writing. I worked with him, I'd be scared. Yeah. Wow. Um, so those are, those are some of the favourites. It was weekly. It, do you remember, you won't remember the news headlines. When was really? it on? I know of it, it. Dave remembers it. Yeah, it was, it was like, you know, how, it was like a much more tepid version of Weekending, which yeah. is, was pretty tepid to start with. No, I could, I could, comedy was too hard. Yeah. It was like, I got, I, I it was something. It was I can't remember the arrangement. It was, but it, we had to contribute like twenty. Jo- it was topical jokes, mm. so we had to contribute twenty, and got paid for three anyway, whether you got on or not. Right. Uh, and then if you got on, you got a bit extra, and you got the repeat fee for that joke. Mm. And can I ask how much were you paid for the three? It was like seven quid each, nice. or something like that. I mean, it That's wasn't. Right. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and I got. I think I got like five jokes on. Do you remember any of them? in the six weeks? The only one I remember was, um, and it, you know, it still topical. <laughs> well, it wasn't it topical, topical then as, topical as, as well. Yeah. It was so hard work because you had to read every paper every day yeah. in order to get enough stuff. Yes. You know, and I found a story about, you know, in a tabloid somewhere about a man who'd been trapped in a fish delivery van for like mm-hmm. three hours, you know, <laughs> waiting for the police to release him. And I thought there's got to be a joke in this. I spent hours. And eventually came up with, you know, there was this man trapped in a fish van. He was caught between a rock and a hard place. That's <laughs> brilliant. Very good. You know, which got on. Roy, <laughs> Roy liked that one. That but you had to, you had to listen and aim at Roy. You had to think, mm. what's Roy going to lie? Yeah. Is he going to do? Yeah. You know, what's he going to do? And it was... I'm a Some um, Christmassy festive snacks to taste, I believe. Christmas snacks, I and shall we? Shall Dave's we, usually got a fork on him. Shall we start? <laughs> shall we? Shall we, shall we I, I had a, I had a small plastic knife earlier. Oh well, we'll 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 we'll, we'll break that because uh, this. This for me is uh, is one of one of the highlights of the Christmas season when it comes round. It's McDonald's festive pie, and this is uh, this is fresh. This is fresh from the Mickey D's on uh, um, uh, Regent Street, and uh, I'll, I'll just as as you can see, it's similar to the classic uh, McDonald's fry pie, as it's known in the catering industry. Fry um, pie is that because it's been fried? Yeah, uh, but rather rather than containing unfeasibly hot apple. And again, it doesn't really resemble a pie so much as a sort of... I don't know, <laughs> a special sausage. A Kiev or something. A, a sausage roll. Yeah. Sausage oh, yeah, or a chicken Kiev. Yeah. And, um, well, that, like, I'm, I'm going to just break this up with my fingers, if you, if you don't mind that. Uh, but wait, wait till you see the insides. Um, <laughs> oh, it's kind of... That, it's like jam that. or something with raisins and jam oh, and custard. Well, no, it's, it's festive, Layla. What would you put in a festive pie? Um, uh, mm, it's crunchy and it's not too hot actually so yeah it's had time to cool there's no risk of frivolous lawsuits 
as a result of me bringing this in. Oh. Mm. It's like a mince pie. Mm-hmm. But with that kind of fried pastry yeah. covering. And do, and I do, like it. Do you, do you detect the other filling in there? The sort of creamy yellow stuff. Mm. Custard. Yes. That's what I said. <laughs> that, that, that's the... Custard. Um, Custard and mince meat. Mmm, that's good. It's, uh, it just says Christmas to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Well, like um, and McDonald's don't bring this out every Christmas. Right. I mean, there are there are other, there are other, other things to look out for on their festive menu, and often they'll vary it. And I think one one year there was some sort of cheesy cheesy bites that you could have with um have with a cranberry dip, and I think they've they've modified the cranberry dip um this year, not genetically, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and like, and, and and earlier today, I, I also tried a Subway's Christmas sandwich, right. which is uh, just chicken and stuffing and gravy. That's <laughs> got gravy on it, and and of course, it being Subway, a choice of ten ten salad vegetables that you would never have at Christmas. <laughs> you go, yeah, like um, I'll have some red onion, mm-hmm, red onion, like olives. <laughs> <laughs> jalapeno chilies <laughs> and, and a gherkin. Lovely. So, um, yep, yep. again, I'm not, not entirely sure where Subway are going with that, but I, like, and also, it, and it's weird that like um, Subway, Subway'd have, uh, I think, at least two turkey options as part of their regular sub of the day oh, yeah. uh, offering. But of course, no, no, they've decided not to put them in the in, in the Christmas. Well, they're going, no, it's just chicken. <laughs> it's just some chicken. I, I, I always remain disappointed that. Um, Kentucky Fried Chicken, for instance, that haven't never really diversify into goose or duck oh, at special good, times of the year. Kentucky Fried Duck mm-hmm. would be brilliant. Mm. Oh. Um, well, what are, what are my 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 sort of runners up after the festive pie? This is they call this the Penguin Yule Log. Penguin Yule Log. See, see, see if you see if you can imagine where that is going. Uh, I'm opening it now. It's going to be like a Cadbury's. Um, Roll thing. Isn't it's, it? it's a it's a Cadbury's mini roll that's inexplic- inexplicably being branded by Penguin. <laughs> that's really confusing. And um, I think it's something to do with Penguin, but on the even on the picture on the pack, it just looks like a mini roll. It is a mini yeah. roll. Isn't it? It's not even as good as a Cadbury's one. It's not. I mean, you know what? It's if, a bit dry. If you're if if you're if you're a Penguin consumer that refuses to eat anything <laughs> that isn't Penguin branded, <laughs> I don't know if they um. I don't even know if they even have. They do have rubbish jokes, however. Oh, oh nice. Which is, a, which, is which is which is which has long been. Um, what do elves learn at school? Hang on, I've got the same joke on my wrapper. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Let me guess. Um, no work. Uh, no, 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 no work. No work is quite good. Yeah, you wouldn't learn it at school though. Uh, okay. Well, like, and so do you want? Do you want to do I've, the punchline? Oh, okay. The punchline is. What do le- What do elves learn at school, Rue? The alphabet. Ah, oh, that is mm. dire. That's poor, isn't it? <laughs> Very uh, Yeah. Oh well. And like, so hopefully, if you if you buy a packet of uh, six penguin yule logs, maybe you'll have a variety of jokes in there. <laughs> 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 the same joke repeated. I'm in computers. I'm in the mainframe. I'm in your headphones. Do you have lots of Playmobil in your house? No, like Arthur never from really got Arthur. that much into Playmobil. Because I, mean, I, I came tried, I bought lots of it for him because yeah. I wanted it. Um, <laughs> but he never, eventually it became too obvious that that's what I was doing. <laughs> he didn't play with it. Constantly playing with it. No. I went round, you had quite a bit of sort of Warhammer and... Got a bit of that, um, just because that, that's um, a brilliant sales model. Like mm-hmm. the, have you been in 
Games Workshop. Yeah. I have, yeah. It's genius. Not to play a game. It's genius. <laughs> the, the, you're cruising men. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the <laughs> only... Cruising for honeys. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like... They recruit themselves. It's like it feeds off itself yeah. as a culture. It's like the people who work in Games Workshop could only work in Games Workshop <laughs> and are delighted to work there. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it, it's, it's brilliant. And I, I, I've long had this uh, try and work out what's the most expensive thing you can buy that is the least valuable. Right. If you see what I mean. <laughs> Like, it's like, the opposite of what most people look for. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, like perfume, the actual cost of the materials is, yes. is tiny. Oh, yeah, but the, yeah. you know, the, but actually, the the bottles and the packaging is normally reasonably premium. Mm-hmm. Mm. But Games Workshop, I mean, it's I don't know must be a penny, less than a penny's worth of physical stuff you're yeah, buying, yeah. like the plastic and cardboard, yeah. for forty quid or something. Yeah. So the premium on on that is yeah. extra, and mm. I can't think of anything that's. Whatever the opposite yeah, of weight, worth its weight in gold is, <laughs> is, more, is that brilliant, brilliant. That's but we'll be completely and, and you have to paint it yourself. Yes, <laughs> and do all the work. But presumably, we'll be completely destroyed by three D printing. If I were them, I'd be thinking, very easy to scan the models. Mm. You know, whatever the equivalent mm. bit torrent is for for dwarves, yeah, um, <laughs> will will arise, and you'll just download the plans, go to your local three D printing kiosk, and and generate your your models. So you say 3D printing. I know I'm obviously not up with the technical stuff, but it, is this basically like um, when you have an all-over spray tan? Just like that, pretty much. And then it colours it for you. There's a variety of, of, of model ways of, of printing okay. in 3D. We've been doing some stuff with some plastics. So you basically mm. you 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 give you know you input to the machine kind of a, a, a 3D shape, and it makes you the shape. Okay. Out of plastic. Yeah. So, and it's, it's, um, you kind of go, that's brilliant. There must be a thousand things we can do with it. And yeah. then all you can really think of is like Warhammer Dwarves. <laughs> Mobile yeah. phone and, covers is what everyone always comes up yeah, with. Yeah. And, uh, and people always tell you, oh, this is what you'll, how you'll get replacement parts for your washing machine in the future. Mm. You know, you won't have to send make off to somewhere. You'll make your own. And you mm. kind of go, but I don't send off anywhere now. I just you know, buy a new just washing, buy machine. New, new washing yeah. machine. It's easier. Um, but it does feel that we saw a machine that was, you could imagine as a piece of office equipment. It sort of looked like something you'd have in an office rather mm. than something you'd have in a factory. Right. And sort of smelt similarly. You know, it wouldn't be out of place. I, I don't quite know what you'd do with it, but mm. I could imagine it being done. Yeah. You know. Print paper clips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or desk tidies. Yes. Printing rubber a band. desk tidy. Print a rubber band. How handy would that be? You can never get a rubber band when you need one. Is there anything you can do to make him talk? You know, so I'm working on figuring on... it out, exactly. Right. And we talk about, like, what if I make him eat cheese before yeah. he goes to yeah. bed? Or, like, if I poke him a little bit, we're, we're, we're trying to work it out. Uh-huh. And does it keep you awake? Is this something where you're kind of actively waiting? Or does he wake okay. you up enough that you then write it down? So it's never, this is, the strange thing is that he's never actually woken me up sleep, sleep talking. It's always when I happen to be awake. So I've stayed up later mm-hmm. than him or I've woken up Suspicious. earlier than him. <laughs> but here's what's strange is that just in the last four or five days, I've actually started recording every night. Wow. Oh, really? Yes. Because so, I was wondering, I was always wondering, like, what am I missing while yeah, I'm asleep? what is it that's... And so far, there's nothing he said while I've been sleeping, which makes me wonder if there's something mm. about me being awake next to him. <laughs> so 
I'll report back on that later because there's really only been a few days, yeah. so I can't say for sure. Well, this hopefully means you, on your blog you'll be able to start putting up clips of him mm. saying these things. So right? I did that the Is other that the day, yeah? and I actually quickly determined, and I got a couple of people's opinion, mm-hmm. it's not quite as funny when you can actually hear him for some reason. Ah, it just seems to be better. Um, but once in a while, if there's a really good one, I'll put it up. Do you think in some way... Um, sort of cataloguing them in this way is it's reinforcing his subconscious and if you stop writing them down he'll stop doing them do you uh, worry that you could try you could try it for a week and you know then you know what i really worry about i don't worry about that what i worry about <laughs> is that like right now there are a couple stresses in our life and i'm worried that when the stresses go away he won't talk as much you have to oh, keep him keep it. him on the edge in order to keep the comedy flowing. I think maybe he's you know maybe this is coming out of being stressed out. So, mm. hmm. Well, it's brilliant. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thanks for having me. And uh, everyone should go to Sleep Talking Man, no G, Sleep Man dot com or uh, at Sleep Talking Man on Twitter to uh, join in Adam's midnight ramblings. Yeah, it's brilliant. Thanks Thank very you. much, Karen. Thank you. Cheers. We uh, we weren't very good. We were all right. We we because uh, I was b- brought up in the Midlands, uh, in the East Midlands actually, the better half of the Midlands. Um, I uh, <laughs> I'm from Worcester. Oh, let me see. Wrong transmitter. The Central West transmitter. Those people are evil. Oh. <laughs> but um, and w- but yeah, we didn't tour. But in order to get a deal, we used to have to go to we had to we had to play in London. Like A and R people wouldn't leave. Like this was mid eighties. Um, they certainly wouldn't go to the Midlands. No, they wouldn't go to the Midlands. Well, they went, right. used to go to the Rum Runner in Birmingham because that's yeah. where Duran Duran started. But okay. other than that, yeah. they wouldn't do it. Oxford, so maybe, that's it. We would, and I was still at school, so we would drive, we would play a gig at, you know, where we play Dingwalls. We used to play yeah. there a lot. In for, Camden? Yeah, mm. for, for, and we did, it was brilliant. We, we didn't know where anywhere in London was. Yeah. <laughs> so we always used to drive to Trafalgar Square <laughs> and then walk it out from there. <laughs> Yeah, we go Trafalgar Square, right? Oh. Uh, it's north of here, I think. Um, <laughs> well, you're but, right. Yeah, oh. somebody's arrived. Oh, hello. Um, it's like that bit that in uh, *Legal Gentleman* where he says, "I'll meet you at London Station." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, d- I remember once we played it. The first time we played at Dingwalls, me and Ian, who was the singer, knew a little bit more about, you know, we'd read we read the enemy, mm. you know. So we knew it was called Dingwall, so amusingly we called it Dingley's for some reason to each other. We just called it, you know, got a gig at Dingley's. And James was the drummer uh, who had the car, and uh, he thought it was actually called Dingley's. And he managed to find a club somewhere in Putney called Dingley's. Oh no! So we went there. Drove you there. You know, and then, you know, we had an hour to get from Putney to Camden, you know, to, to do the gig. Anyway, we used to have to come down. Uh, to London a lot and so we'd end up at Leicester Forest East at four o'clock in the morning on the way home mm. so I used to have a fry up used to have egg bacon chips and beans at Leicester Forest East because that was mm. set three or something in the days before it was you know taken over by fast food places uh, and then get to school about six in the morning and just sit in the van outside Waiting. school until school started then they'd let me out of the van and they'd drive off to how old were we? 16 or 17. Good days. Yeah. It was absolutely unimpressive. <laughs> I thought girls would, you know, would be, everyone would be massively impressed by yeah. the fact I was in a band. to London that, that night. And but they just weren't, I just realised that they're impressed if you're on the telly, <laughs> <laughs> but just being in a band, yeah. you're just like a weirdo, you know. 
being in a band and not playing football yeah. makes you weird. Oh, um, but yeah, but we did. We did. We got on telly once. So on, uh, on we were on pops. no on oh, Raz, whistle test on Razzmatazz. <laughs> oh, uh, we were on. With, I remember this. We were on with uh, Joe Jackson. Uh, Have you got it on video? Claire Grogan. Claire Grogan. And um, who else? A oh, Reflex. <laughs> who did, do you remember Reflex? Mm-hmm. They had a song called "The Politics of Dancing," the politics of ooh feeling good. <laughs> If we can find a copy, I'm pretty sure we'll get away with including yeah. a few seconds of it. In we just now. Uh, that sinking feeling. I got, we got a, we all got a royalty statement the other day from the from the song for one p. Nice <laughs> because played it. the record company sold our demo tapes, but presumably because we will we vaguely stay in touch on Facebook, mm. and uh, we got um, we all said, "Have you got a letter from from Graduate, which was the record company?" Mm. And that we were going, "What's that about?" And we noticed that the if you go on iTunes or um, Spotify, we're on there. No. And there's about nine or ten of our songs, and they're demos. They're awful. Oh my god! I mean, they were called again. Whiz for atoms. Whiz for W H I Z. Yes, two Z's for atoms, which is a Jeffrey Willens and Ronald Searle book. You know the St Trinian's books. Yeah, yeah. The boys' books were Molesworth. And it was one of those books. Okay. But anyway. And as one of the band members, would you mind if we included just a, a short snip of no, it in this episode? feel free. for some reason downloaded one of the songs which fired up the system at graduate <laughs> who haven't paid us anything for 10 to 15 years right. they got a notification from apple or Somebody whatever paid for that someone track. had de- paid 79p for track <laughs> and they had to then crank up the system in order to send us all a statement saying you've all owned 1p Brilliant. which must have obviated all the profit they've yeah, made they from that, that no you don't get a check until you've accrued 10 pounds Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm in the ether. Come shake your tail at me.